Welcome into the Landry Football Podcast Network. Is Folks, we are getting you ready for the scouting combine. It's uh, been here all week in meetings. The workouts begin on Thursday with the defensive linemen, linebackers, and um, we'll be continuing uh, every day, uh, uh, Friday, Saturday, uh, Sunday, uh, before we get through all the positions. Uh, keep it here on the Landry Football Podcast Network for all the latest news notes, information in the workouts, in the free agent negotiations, discussions with um, league executives and agents as a sort of the new league years right around the corner as we've kind of highlighted for you in our free agent period. But I want to spend a little time today talking about the history of the, the scouting combine, why it's important to NFL teams and um, we wanted to do this because there's so much misinformation. Um, it's become a dog and pony show. Uh, it's become a made for TV event and it's really not. They just take that part of it and the talking heads who really don't know and have never been involved in running NFL teams, scouting departments have no idea what's really relevant and what's not when it comes to the scouting combine. So a lot of hype, we're going to tell you what it really means, what we really get out of it. So I wanted to, to spend some time with that. A reminder, you can get detailed breakdowns from a coaching and scouting viewpoint on the college and NFL game, the draft, free agency, uh, recruiting, transfer portal, you name it. We got you covered at LandryFootball.com all year long. Take advantage of the scouting season offer. It's the best deal that we have. Also, subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network so that you can get all of our show content. So <clears throat> when you look at the Combine, and it's uh, over the years, um, the probably the biggest difference is how the length of the season has affected so little time. When you win the Super Bowl, you go to the Super Bowl, let's say, and <clears throat> you've got so little time to spend on evaluating your team, getting ready, ready for free agency, deciding who you want to sign, who you want to keep, how much money you will and allocate. The scouting staffs will spend a lot of time on the draft, but there's just a quick turnaround for the Super Bowl teams. The other teams, if you didn't make the playoffs, you've been doing this since early January, you've had almost two months to evaluate. So there's some advantages and disadvantages. Obviously, everyone wants to make it to the Super Bowl. Let's get into the history, though. People ask, what is the combine? How did it come to exist? How did it affect each club and player's draft status? Um, a number of people that have never been directly related to the combine give uninformed opinions about the combine. Um, as a former scouting executive in the league and being involved with the competition committee and college relations committee, I was involved in formulating the rules and the policies that govern the combine. Um, and how it really started, if you look at, uh, we, we had the combine in, um, in Tampa one year, 
in Arizona one year, in New Orleans one year. Um, I have been to every combine. I ran the combine for years. Um, and so this is from 80. We had a couple of mini combines before we have the big combine, but we've settled in to the history uh, to, excuse me, to Indianapolis uh, in a few years. So let's kind of go back. Um, the NFL has been around since 1920, but only in 1958, when the famous Giants-Colts game was televised nationally, did it reach the level of Major League Baseball in terms of popularity. The game was played in New York. Um, the coach dramatically prevailed. It was the greatest game ever played, and whether it continues to be or not doesn't matter. It was the first greatest game ever played in a nationwide um, focused and a national TV contract was the result of it. And prior to that, it, it wasn't. So the popularity skyrocketed in the 60s and you had the AFL in 60, the league was born, that league was born. By 67, the two rivals had agreed to merge because you had unsustainable player cost and you had bidding between the two. From that merger between the two leagues, the Super Bowl was created. So the fight between the two leagues centered around competition and the top collegiate players. Each league had a draft and each hired people such as former players, former college coaches, others from great football community as recruiters, babysitters, negotiators of contract. They sequestered players from their rival league and tried to sign them to lucrative contracts. Many from this group of signers gravitated to newly formed scouting staffs, though many remain part-time and most teams average three or fewer scouts to cover the nation. The financial fight between the two leagues had driven more than a few teams on the brink of solvency. Ralph Wilson, for example, gave, when I say gave, loaned and then forgave the loan to Al Davis of the Raiders to keep the Raiders afloat. afloat. This was the financial reality. I mean, so when you think about the multi-billion dollar industry that is the NFL, it wasn't always that way. It was a mom and pop business until it became bigger than that. So um, at this point in time, it was, you know, the old saying, you got to Count every sock, count every jock. You, you had you get had to get financial managers to make sure that um, that they take care they took care of things from a standpoint um, that regarded with managing the entire business of it. In the seventies, to cut costs, and I give you that preamble. So what does that have to do with the combine, Landry? Well, I'm getting there. In the 70s, the idea of shared scouting personnel and sharing the cost among small groups of team was born. You had a company called Blesto, which I worked for, and it stood for Bears, Lions, Eagles, Steelers, Talent Organization. And, you know, eventually... You know, the, the Dolphins joined and then the Vikings. And they they actually, for one year, called it Blesto V, 
because they added the Vikings. Then they decided we're not going to change the name as we add teams. We're just going to keep it with Blesto because that was the original name. And they had a SEPA, which is the Central Eastern Personnel Organization. National football scouting. Virtually every team in the league, except the Raiders, belong to a group uh, named as a scouting combine. Why? You combine scouting costs and you combine scouting information. In the early 80s, they had three existing combines to decided to stage a camp. Here's the interesting fact of the day. The scouting combine, as it's marketed, is not the official title and name. It is the National Invitational Camp, LLC. Or it's the National Invitational Camp, Inc. We refer to it as the scouting combine. It has been for years. Because we're combining the cost and everything. That's how it was fun. But there is a scouting organization, National and Blesto, that has groups of teams that they service. And they pro- provide a clearinghouse. They have a the country broken down to 12 to 15 different areas. And each scout in that area has to go through every school that plays football, make sure that every guy who could be draft eligible for the next year is on the list to get verified height, weights, and 40s, do testing, get background information, and then make some determination to help the teams quote-unquote, either keep a guy on the list or not a guy on the list. For example, you're going to go to um, USC every year. Okay, big school. You know, there's always players. But you may not go to Chico State in California every year. They may not be a player worthy of it. But the, the guy that's got this scouting area for one to the scouting combines will say, yes, this year there's a guy that's worthy of maybe a late run consider. Well, then you rest assured that most everybody in the league is going to send one scout in there. But if there's not anybody there, then they won't be. Sometimes, particularly in this day and age of transfers, Sometimes a guy is not put on the list because he's not worthy, and some guy transfers into one of those little schools, and all of a sudden, you got a prospect. you got to make sure you go in and see him. So that's kind of how the scouting organization works. But the scouting combine this time of year, the camp, we used to have three or four different combines, camps, if you will. Players were given physical exams. Why did we do this? Well, because in the early 70s, we had players crisscrossing the country going to all of these teams at that time, 26 and then 28 teams when Tampa and Seattle came into the league. That, in 76, um, we had players going all around the country to all these teams. It's a waste of money and time. So we decided we're going to have a central location and bring all these guys in. And the doctors and the trainers will be there and we'll get the information and then we'll share it. Share the information, the medical information. You still go back and put your own medical grade on a player, but you get the basic information. You do the medical evaluations, the MRIs, the x-rays, 
the poking and prodding, the different medical tests <clears throat> over time. That's what it was done. That's the only reason the combine was started. Nothing to do with workouts, nothing to do with anything other than medicals. That was and still is the only reason truly why we have the combine. If every player came into Indianapolis this year, and obviously they've got to participate in their medicals because no, they understand that if they don't do it here, then they're going to have to go all around the country. And if you don't get a medical, then then it's going to that will hurt your potential draft stock. If you have an unknown about a guy's medical, you're going to get the medical. That is certain. So you can't you can't get out of the medicals. You're going to have that. Plus, it's to your benefit. We've had a number of players who we detected problems that ended up saving their health and their personal and football future by at least diagnosing diagnosing it. Medicals are not to hurt someone to say, oh, you got this. Oh, boy. No, no. It's like anything else. It's like you going to a doctor just to make sure, just to check everything. So that's what it was done. As these things took place and we had three or four different camps, um, we started to realize, why don't we just go ahead and make it into one camp, all teams involved, Thir the costs are split 32 ways, so everything, <coughs> pardon me, travel, hotels, food, all medical expenses, everything. is split 32 ways, multi-million dollar business split that ways. And having to organize this and run this was was the biggest challenge I've ever had in my football career. Running a team was one thing, but basically coordinating for 32 different teams was a huge challenge and different. As we brought these guys in for medicals, and of course, when we did that, part of your medicals is you get a weight, you get a height. That's normal what you do in any type of physical examinations. But we decided, look, we got them here. Let's run them in a 40 because you run them at the school anyway. So let's just do them here with the goal of we run them all at the same place. Now we've got apples to apples comparison. Everybody's on the same surface so we can compare times because, folks, a 40 time is not a 40 time. A 40 time is whatever the time is where it's run. There are differences in terms of the speed of surfaces. You might be 0.02 to 0.05 difference between one surface to another surface. So you have to translate and, and, and you have to adjust the times accordingly. But we said, let's, so let's go ahead and, and let's run them in a 40. Let's do some, and then we had more drills and more. And then, then we decided, let's do some interviews. And it became much more efficient. And we had, you know, uh, again, at that time, 28, 26, and then 12, 28 teams. Then we thought this was the better way to go, that um, it, it, one central pre-draft camp served all 28 teams, much more sense. In addition, the college coaches were complaining that, the players were missing too many classes by traveling across the country for testing, and it concern no longer exists. Most players entering the draft 
save for underclassmen, have graduated by December of their senior year. But it began a dialogue with coaches that produced rules concerning early entry of underclassmen, the exchange of college game tape, the creation of pro days on college campuses of those not invited to the combine. We still want to have on-campus workouts. People say, we don't want on-campus workouts. We still want on-campus workouts, but I want them for the guys that didn't make the cut of going to the combine. You know, we maybe want to see certain guys in they may be late round picks, more likely undrafted for agents, but we still need to have all the verified numbers on them. Having it centrally located was the reason we did it. We created a corporate uh, entity jointly owned by all teams, and it was a national invitation camp. Uh, it was uh, we started in the mid-80s. We had one in Tampa. We had one in Arizona. Um, I know some people have said the first one was in Tempe. Um, you know, but let's not forget we had it one year in New Orleans, and we had it one year in Tampa. Outdoors in places like Tampa and Arizona didn't work because you had unpredictable weather. You could have windy day on one day, and then you'd have a, you know, cool, dry the next day and a hot, you know, no wind the third day. Well, that's going to affect greatly the workout numbers. So you needed a control environment. So Tampa and Arizona didn't work. New Orleans didn't work because it was too, glo- too close to the Mardi Gras season. And so having enough hotels was a problem. And then the location of some of the hospitals that we needed as we grew the medicals um, was an issue. So, um, you know, the, the, we moved it in 1987 for the first year in Indianapolis. Um, we had the RCA dome. And then Lucas Hall Stadium replaced it. So we have now, because of the huge convention center attached to the, the Lucas Oil Stadium and then the RCA Dome, we have all the MRI exams done under one roof instead of having players shuttle to satellite medical facilities. Um, <clears throat> the combine, due to the efficiency, the organization, the fact that you don't even need to get in a car, you can walk from hotel to the players hotel where you can and everybody every team has a room at the players hotel that they clear out all the furniture in the room and make it like a meeting room where you can visit with these players so the players can do that and then go up to their room and you know come back later or whatever it's just it's seamless and then you walk right there across the street to the convention center and you got all the medicals and you walk right into the dome and you got the workouts. Everything is there. The priorities of the combine is the physical, the medical physical, as I mentioned. Uh, Then it is the interview process. The workouts are the least important. And they didn't say they weren't important. They were the most important. We, um, we, as I said, discover players with severe life-threatening medical conditions at time that go unnoticed throughout their college careers because it is a most detailed physical that you're ever going to take. The administration of the physicals is very efficient. The doctors work in pods of four 
one from each team, and all information is shared. If an MRI exam is needed, they're done quickly and safely. All information is shared. No player spends all day in an MRI machine, you know, making the rounds. These physicals are for the players and the club's benefit. Suppose a player has a condition such as asthma or a heart abnormality. The club trainer or doctor needs to know uh, to safeguard his health and treatment appropriately. Um, you'll have a pre-combine draft grade on the player, and every but everyone was and treated equally. And so it's well worth it just for the physicals. The, the next thing is the interviews, the psychological testing and the interviews. Those things we're going to get into a little bit later. That's what's next important after the medical physicals. So it was conceived in an efficient, highly organized way to get 325, 350 of the best draft eligible players. And that is for one purpose, to help football people make informed judgments on football players. The fact that it's become a TV show, a press show, a trade show, an agent convention is beside the point. Um, you know, that's the real key. So when you think about and watch the combine, understand it's not what you're watching that's most important. What you're watching is least important. What's most important is what you can't see and what you can't know. When I ran the combine, we didn't allow the media. We didn't allow fans. Not being a jerk, but what is important is that you get the work done and you get the scouting part of it handled properly. Not make this a marketing event, but the NFL has changed. They've got an NFL network and they're looking for programming and they sell this as this guy is going to rock it up and going to do this and do that. Again, workouts, you're seeing of the workouts, you're going to watch a little bit of the drills, a little bit of the 40. That's not even the most important drill to run. <clears throat> the short shovel, the three cone, those are the drills that matter more. But again, those are not maybe TV friendly as much, so they don't spend as much time on it. So keep in mind the height versus the substance are two different things. Hope that gives you an idea of how the combine started. What we'll do, we're going to get into um, next. We're going to give you a, what we do at the scouting combine as front office people, as executives. How do we use the combine to help evaluate draft prospects? So stay tuned for that. We think you're going to love and appreciate that. Give you a better understanding as you get ready and watch the combine uh, the end of this week and this weekend. Appreciate you joining us. A reminder, take advantage of our scouting season offer over at LandryFootball.com. It's the best deal that we got going. It is, um, you know, it'll take you all the way through the scouting season, all the way through next uh, football season. So it's the best deal we got. Try it for um, six months or a year, uh, uh, six months or even a month if you prefer to do that. Uh, also, a reminder to subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network, where you can get all of our football shows. Next up, we'll talk about how we use the combine to evaluate draft prospects. Appreciate you joining us. Talk to you again next time, everyone.